Hey Mel. Hey Scotty. Did you watch Stranger Things? Yeah, the first two seasons I've watched. I'm waiting for the third season to be released. Did you like it? I watched both the first two seasons and I'm waiting for the third season (laughs) to be released. So, yes, that's a good indication. The second season was a bit, mm, the first one was better. Yeah, I reckon we need to pump the brakes on the whole. Like, it was good, but I reckon the best thing about it was the opening montage. Because of the music? Well, funny you should say that. Um, no, but, I, you know, when I make Parker on the movie, you know what I'm looking forward to the most? Not not the interviews and, and using the excuse to film at all these different events. The soundtrack. No, I'm looking forward to making a great opening sequence. Ah, for our Netflix original Parkrun movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And what, yeah. where are you going to get the footage from this uh, for this opening sequence from? Well, well, I'm going to travel around the world. I'm going to take a sabbatical. Once Parkrun Australia is just humming along and we've got so much time on our hands to send me off for a few months to capture footage and, and create and make Parkrun the movie, when that happens... I'm going to visit all different park runs around the world. I'm going to recreate park runs on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Invite everyone down. Awesome. One, one like, so shots from every country, I'm assuming, at least. Yeah, it has to be. It can't be, it can't be park run the movie just shot in Australia. It's not like they're, they're doing that with the Hollywood movies now. They're all made on the Gold Coast, apparently. Are they? Apparently, yeah. They okay. must have a big green screen there or something. <laughs> Anyway, welcome to episode, God, what are we up to? 145 of the Parkrun Adventurers. My name's Scott. My name's Mel. And we're here to tackle the big issues of Parkrun in Australia this week. (laughs) The biggest issue is where did Mel go on the weekend? Well, I'm not sure that's the biggest issue, um, but uh, I will... Indulge. I was at Wishart Park Run on the weekend, which is um, one of the few events left in Brisbane that I hadn't completed. So uh, we decided it was time to get up a little bit early and make the trek down that way. We've already uh, spoken to the ED at Wishart, Adrian Royce, who I did see there. He was out on the course going some kind of blistering pace. I called out to him twice, um, but apparently everybody calls out to him. So (laughs) he didn't necessarily recognize me. He was probably too busy uh, focusing on his time. However, uh, I, w- I, I, did, I did send him salutations on the course. I know he listens to the pod, possibly still. So, howdy, Adrian. I'm sorry I didn't catch you after the event. He is a bit of an adventurer from memory. We, we've had him on before. Is- he is. He's chasing down statesmanship in Queensland. Is he? He is. Well, what was he doing at home then? He's oh. not going to do it running at home every week. Yeah, well, it's Queensland's a bit of a big state, Scotty. Uh, a lot of our events are quite far away. I think if you want to be a states person in Queensland, it's a harder gig to do than it is in Victoria, for example, because A, we have more events than you guys. B, if you live on one sort of end of the state, getting to the other ones, the most remote ones in the same state, in Queensland, very difficult. Yeah, big challenge. Yeah. Getting back to Brisbane, though, is there a, is there a club? I'm sure there is a club. 
for Brisbane Park Runs? I don't unofficial. I don't know. It's for me. It's just um, you know knocking off the ones that are sort of close, but not so close. Um, I'm keeping I'm keeping my nendies my much closer nendies um, for a rainy day in a few months' time, but. I'm knocking off the Brizzy ones, and after Brizzy, I'm coming for you, Gold Coast. So, <laughs> but Wishart, apart from being a beautiful course and very friendly people, and I had a great run, um, didn't do anything for my other adventurous needs. You know, it's <laughs> it was event number two hundred and thirty-one. Uh, so, checking my Wilson index, I actually already had two hundred and thirty-one. <laughs> Like, seriously, what are the odds that I would already have event number 231? I've run at 157-odd events. One, you know, now I've run at event number 231 twice. So that that was a bit useless. I should have timed it a little bit better. Um, it's, I, I also didn't get a bingo number. I've still got three bingo numbers to get and I did not bag one of those this week although I did over the festive season grab a couple which was great uh, but it did you know what it did do Scotty it took my total um oh I've got total to 22 that's wrong <laughs> it took my total to 72 on what I've just realized is the me list the M.E. Mel Urbacher slash most events list. Um, streaking ahead of a certain co-host of a certain podcast. Okay, well, we are you putting this? Are we putting this back on the agenda? It's never been off the agenda, Scotty. I think we did call a truce at the end of two thousand and seventeen. Didn't we? We had a competition. Who was going to get to a certain amount first? We were, and yeah, who was going to get to 50 first? But that's not where it ended. Okay, it's back on. <laughs> on, on. But but if we are – none of this Australia business. If we are looking at the most events list, and, and Danny mentioned it in his podcast, and I know you've been catching up so you know what I'm talking about, don't look at the Australian list. It's We're global. So we need to include all our global <laughs> oh, events as well. So see, who's in front now? Well, see, this is the thing. Now you've changed your tune to suit the stats because previously we've had conversations <laughs> about this off air and previously you've gone, no, no, we only count Australia. We only count Australia. No, we, we need to mix it up. If we're going to reignite this battle, <laughs> we, need to, we need to change it a little bit and let's make it global. All right. Well, let me just double check in that case because it's got to be close. I, oh, I forgot. Um, it. Yeah, you went, you went overseas last year. I forgot about that. <laughs> I've got to scroll down the list a little bit further to find you. Hold on. Hold on. Still scrolling, still scrolling. So I am on 100 and – no, no, that's not right. So I would be technically on 74 and then Scotty, you would be on 73. Oh, there you go. See, it's already more interesting. <laughs> because you just made up three positions. <laughs> yes. Great. It's on. Oh, okay. Now, now the competition is hot. Oh, far out. I was getting a nice, comfortable lead on you there. Thanks, Danny Norman. Thanks a lot. Hey, well, um, well, I didn't make any ground this week because um, – have you finished your Wishart wrap-up? 
Yes. Yeah. Star review. What, what what are we giving it? Can we start a rating system? Ooh. That will annoy a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. You're giving it five out of five. Um. Uh, no, don't, don't, don't go there. Um, <laughs> I had a great morning. It was a beautiful – and Wes gives the park afterwards five out of five. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll just let Wes's okay. ratings of the parks speak for themselves. Good, good. The Wes rating. Um, Tell you what, though, the bagel afterwards was excellent. A bagel? Yes. That's a bit fancy. I know, but, you know, sometimes I just don't want eggs for breakfast. Sometimes I just don't want, like, the whole big cooked shebang. I just want something a bit smaller and more digestible, easier to eat in the car. Bagel hit all the right spots. Where were you? What did you do? What were you up to? Uh, I was back at home. It's been a long time since we're back at home and weren't really motivated to go anywhere. So sometimes we just wanted to keep it local and catch up with catch up with our mates we've got so westfold's been around for over five years so we've got people hitting 250 milestones and that happened at westfold's on the weekend um but yeah great morning at westfold's lots of people to chat to it's a big event now mel i mean we pumped a lot of people into parkrun in 2019 and um, westfold's has, has enjoyed a little bit of a bump awesome in attendance which is good but it, it pushes it it does push the numbers up to like 250, 260, and it's a long way from that comfortable zone of that we've talked about, of like 120, 150. It's it's big event sort of status, busy at the start and um, busy at the finish, which is good. Awesome. Well, I mean, it's also given you a lot more opportunities to meet more people. This is true. This is true. And hello to... Stephen, who came up and said hello to me, listener from the podcast. Listener of the podcast. Listener of, yes. <laughs> listener to. He listens to the podcast as well. Excellent. Um, <laughs> 2018, they disappeared, but we wanted to bring them back for 2019. So for the first time this year, we're going to catch up with one of our lovely event directors and welcome to the podcast, Kira Lee Robinson from Singleton Park Run. Hi, how's it going? I'm great. I'm great. Now, Kira Lee, I'll, I'll admit it. I don't know a lot about Singleton Park Run. It's not near me. So you're coming on the pod to uh, fill us in. Let us know what Singleton Park Run's all about. Sure, and get you all excited about coming to um, visit our little park run, hopefully. Absolutely. What I do know is it's it's in the region. Do you are you in the region of runners? Do you classify yourself? Yes. As part of that mob. Yes, we are. Yes. Okay, so you're in that area. Tell tell us about Singleton Park Run, the, the course, and where it is, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So we're probably about an hour from Newcastle. Um, we're half an hour from Maitland. Um, our course is out and back course, so it's a bit of a mix. We've got some concrete paths and a bit of grass, a bit of dirt. Um, few little hills in there, although I wouldn't call them hills. They're probably just little rises. It depends on um, on um, how used to hills you are. Um, we run along the beautiful river, which is lovely. Um, the big playground for the kids for afterwards in the park. Uh, we've got probably average around 75 park runners a week. It sort of varies depending on the weather, I guess. Um, and we get a really good range of participants. We've got a lot of young kids that come along. 
Um, we've also got a lot of older people that come along too. So we've sort of got a, a bit of everything, all ages, all fitness levels. Um, so it's a really great atmosphere, a great community that we've got there. 75 participants a week is an awesome number because it's just just the right amount, I think, for getting to know everybody's names. And, you know, that's where the community really, really gets built, isn't it, Kiralee? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it is a really good number. You, you haven't got sort of too many that it's overwhelming. Um, you know, as I said, sometimes in winter it might drop down to sort of 50-odd. At the moment we're probably around the 80, 90, 100. Um, but, yeah, you've got those regulars that come along every week, uh, but then you've also got those first-timers that you, you've got time to have a chat to as well um, with it being, you know, that, that good number of participants. And among your regulars, do you have any, you know, real characters that make Singleton Park Run what it is? Probably our, our most inspiring local park runner um, is a gentleman um, who comes along every week. He's in his late 70s, always been a runner all his life. Um, he started having some health problems um, probably 12 to 18 months ago um, and required a bit of assistance from his, his park run community. Um, and he was really close to his 100th park run at the time and was determined to get there. Um, so as a, as a community, we sort of did everything we could to help him reach that goal. Um, you know, made sure we had someone with him when he was, was running and walking. Um, so it was, it was quite a huge thing when he finally got to that goal. Um, when he wasn't feeling well, he'd always come along and volunteer as a marshal for us. Um, and, yeah, we finally did his 100th park run. Um, it, it was huge. We all lined up and everyone was cheering and um, there was actually a, a bit of a spot in the local paper about it as well, which was great. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's on now on about 133 park runs. So he's got no health problems and he's, he's back and he's doing great. But um, he's probably the the one person that anyone that comes to Singleton Park Run regularly is would recognise him. Yeah, he's great. What about you, Kiralee? I'm sure plenty of people recognise you. How did you, you get involved in Park Run? Well, <laughs> um, I got involved probably about – my first Park Run I went to was um, in September 2014. So – when Singleton Park Run was first starting up, which was August 2014, I had a friend that told me about it and I'd never heard about it before. Um, I was very unfit at the time. I was not a runner and I thought there is no way I'm going to Park Run, um, which I think a lot of people probably think when they first hear about Park Run. Um, I eventually went along in September, um, was just walking at first and then eventually I was sort of walking and running. Um, had volunteered a couple of times um, and then in 2015 when our um, event director at the time, Courtney Robertson, fell pregnant, she put a call out for more run directors to train. Um, again, wasn't keen to do it, um, but the same friend that dragged me along to start with convinced me to train with her to be a run director and it all sort of started from there. And now here I am, the event director. So, and I couldn't imagine not being involved now. It's one of those kinds of things that really sucks you in, isn't it, Parkrun? It is, definitely. It just becomes... I guess a way of life. It's a bit addictive. You've got to you know, get all those parkrun clubs and you've got to get your milestones and it's, it's something I couldn't imagine being without. So launching in August 2014 means you guys are approaching your green milestone this year, come August. Yes. Probably knock off your 250th event. Have you got anything planned for that? Um, we haven't sort of thought about it as yet. It's still a little while away, um, but I'm sure there'll be um, lots of cake. <laughs> um, we usually try and do a dress-up for our birthday, so we'll have to, to try and get a theme going for our dress-up. And um, most of our park runners are, um, love the dress-up. We always have some really good um, people come along with their costumes on and, and ready to celebrate, so it's great. 
Do you get a chance to tourist to other events, Kira Lee? Have you sampled any of the other events in the region of runners, for example? Um, recently, I'd only done two, Singleton and Armadale, um, but in December I did Nolkabar Park Run, which is in our region, and then um, for New Year's Day I did the double at Lake Mac and the beaches. Um, so they were both great. Um, the beaches was tough, um, really tough. Um, I only walked that one. Uh, lake Mac was absolutely beautiful um, on the lake there. I mean, the same with beaches, you're on the beach and it's beautiful. Um, so, yeah, so I've done, including Singleton, done five. Um, my goal this year, though, is to get to 20 different park runs. So that's my park run goal for the year. Now, Kiralee, we're adventurers. We, we love to have some park run adventures, but outside of that as well, we love to explore the local neighbourhoods that we're visiting. What else is there to do in Singleton if we come for a visit? Uh, well, I suppose Singleton is their main economy is based around the coal mines and probably the army base. Um, so we do have the infantry museum, which is only about 15 minutes away at the army base. Um, of course, probably the biggest attraction in Singleton that we will claim is the largest sundial in the southern hemisphere. Um, and it is actually located at Rose Point Park where we hold our park run. So you're going to run straight past that while you're doing park run. Um, we have markets in Townhead Park on the second Sunday of every month. We're only about 30 minutes to all the wineries and Hunter Valley Zoo um, and also less than an hour to Newcastle. So we're kind of placed really well to be out in the country but also really close to everything as well if you're visiting us. Um, another thing we do have us by is Lake Sinclair. Um, so that's a 40-minute drive and um, Lake Sinclair is great for camping, boating, fishing, all that sort of stuff. So you can always come and camp out at Lake Sinclair and then come and see the Wooden Park Run. Awesome. The largest sundial in the Southern Hemisphere. What kind of size are we talking like, um, you know, flying saucer kind of size? Or? Oh, yeah, not quite that big. Um, I think it, initially it was the largest in the world and then someone beat us in the hemisphere. Um, so now we're just the largest in Southern Hemisphere. But it, I guess it's probably uh, maybe 10, 15 metres tall. I'm just sort of guessing here. I don't have the stats with me, but... Yeah, it's pretty big. Does your timekeeper stand over there and just like wait for the shadows <laughs> to move to 8am or are you a 7am start? We're an 8am start, yeah. Um, no, I don't know whether anyone can actually read that sundial to be quite honest. It's just a bit of a, there it is. <laughs> yeah. It's for large and decorative purposes. That's right. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Kiralee, thank you for joining us on the podcast this week. It's wonderful to have an event director back in the saddle on the microphone or the um, virtual, what do you call it, couch, the virtual podcast couch. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to speak to us and telling us all about your parkrun at Singleton. No worries. Thanks for asking me. It's been great. Hello Parkrun Adventurers, this is uh, Mark and uh, today I've uh, driven an hour out of Canberra up the road, the Upper Hume Highway to Goulburn, which um, is the first inland city in Australia for um, all the fact finders out there and if you are somebody who is also Parkrun Adventurer and also chasing the big things uh, here in Australia, uh, Goulburn is also the home to the Big Merino. Um, going off the stats for Goulburn, we're here for their first birthday today. Uh, as of last week, um, 
they have had on average 102 runners per week uh, with an average run time of 37 minutes and 20 seconds. Um, so far they've had a total of 1,181 runners and today is my eighth different parkrun event in a row which is uh, a new record for me. See how long we can get this streak going. And I'm here with a couple of uh, other parkrun adventurers. We've got Shady and Scott from Wollongong but Shady you're also not from Australia, you're from Seattle. I am, yes. And um, you, know, you, you guys both do um, a bit of park run in the Wollongong area, you're saying? Yeah, there's the main one from Ferry Meadow Surf Beach to North Wollongong Surf Club, along through a park and then back. But we also do Shell Harbour and Bulloy, which are all great runs. And, and you're saying the Shell Harbour was a bit of a part, part path, part beach? Yeah, Shell Harbour, come prepared for that one because you drop down from the top of the hill down and you actually run across the sand on the beach so it's quite a challenging run and then you've got to climb back up so through a forest so it's quite quite beautiful but challenging to say the least. And Shady what brought you to, to Goulburn today? I'm here for the Goulburn Blues Festival and my sister-in-law who's one of my favourite people in the world lives here so I get to see her and listen to some good music so it's a two-for-one deal. All right and what did, what did you think of the uh, the Goulburn Park run today? Oh my God, I found it. It's be absolutely stunning. It's beautiful, but it's been a long time since I've done park run. So I was a far cry from my uh, uh, fastest time. Yeah, but it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I loved right along the water, saw some swans. It was lovely. And Scott, how about you? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. it. Like we did the first park run last year and um, it was really hot. So today it was really nice because you've got that breeze coming off the along the creek line, so it's really nice. So, yeah, and they've extended the bike track, so it's great. Yeah, I was, I was here for the, the launch last year as well, and they changed the start slightly so they don't have the uh, world-famous corkscrew start, but it's it's there at the finish for a bit of a challenge up, up, up the hill at the finish line. So, well, thanks for coming to Golden Park Run today and having a chat with us. Yeah, right, thank you. Thanks for talking to us. I'm now with uh, the event director, Mick. Good morning, Mick. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm excellent. Happy birthday. Uh, thanks very much. Yeah, not my birthday, but certainly Parkrun's birthday, and we're glad to have it. It's great, yeah. So how, how's the first year been for, for Goulburn Parkrun? Yeah, it's been fantastic. It's been, uh, there's been a lot of surprises for us as far as uh, all the different things that we didn't expect, all the pleasures of seeing families out walking and running together and, and mums and dads and kids and uh, kids in strollers and all sorts of stuff. It's, it's been wonderful to see the community grow and people get to know each other that have never met before, which is great. What's been some of the memorable things for you in this year? Um, 40 people here on a cold, windy, yeah. blustery wintry day yeah. uh, wet day. Uh, that was that's probably fairly memorable. Um, 456 people at our launch and uh, and many of them have come back today to uh, to celebrate our first birthday with us which has been great um, seeing people step up who have been shy and uh, and get to know others and come out of their shell a bit uh, and even step up and do some volunteering and whatever which has been fantastic as well that's the, um, the, the you know the park run spirit though isn't it that um, you know participation involvement and confidence boosting and all that yeah yeah it is yeah it's fantastic I mean yeah every week we see people walking along together who maybe six months ago didn't even know each other mm. and uh, yeah and and you know we get people at the finish line 
cheering everyone on and like today we've got a fella there with a cowbell rattling the bell and encouraging people to finish which is just that's what we're trying to accomplish here in Goulburn is just make it as fun and enjoyable and encouraging as possible which so far seems to be working which is great. And what initiated you to start Parkrun here in Goulburn in the first place? Well it was actually my wife Uh, she is an avid runner loves her running Uh, I used to run a lot when I was younger but uh, these days I've got back into it now through Parkrun uh, but Ange was just really really keen to get Parkrun up and running in Goulburn and, uh, and so she started the process and started looking into it and then uh, sort of said oh look why don't we do this together so uh, yeah so we've both got involved and uh, but it was it was Ange's initiative to begin with and she did her first run in Bega about uh, 18 months ago and, uh, and just absolutely fell in love with the, the whole concept and the idea and, uh, and sort of went right. And then when the path here in Goulburn was created by the council, we decided that this was a perfect mm. place for it, just along the river and yeah, just really inspirational in that you know, really lovely place to run. So, yeah. All right, well done. Congratulations on the first year and um, many more to come. Yeah. Excellent. Looking forward to it. I'm hoping that uh, we've got about 970 registered Goulburn uh, parkrunners. So in some respects, we don't want them all to show up at the same time, but it would be lovely to see more of them coming along. And uh, and we're we're always welcoming visitors too. So thank you very much. Thanks, Mick. So I'm now with Ange, who's the other event director here at Goulburn, and uh, Mick was just saying that this was your idea. <laughs> so so what, what prompted you to start Parkrun in Goulburn? So I went to, uh, I had heard about it, my cousin did it up in uh, Lake Macquarie, and then uh, we went to Bega, actually for Mick to play squash, and uh, I did Bega Parkrun, and uh, spoke to the event director's partner out there, and he told me how easy it was to set up, um, talked me through it, but I still thought it would be way too much for me to do here in Goulburn. Uh, and then, funnily enough, the event director from Bega got seconded here for work. <laughs> and so, with meeting with her, she made it made me understand that it was actually quite possible to do. So, um, yes, it was a, a fair setup, but we had amazing event ambassadors ourselves in uh, Gary and Denise Clark. Um, so they they were so supportive the whole way along. Was, so with them holding our hand, that that made it seem possible. Yeah. How long did the the process take from when you started initiating the idea? So I think we first made, touched base with Gary and Denise about August and then we were up and running by the February of the next year. So oh, it was wow. quite quick and, yeah. and they were just so full of wisdom and knowledge because as I said, I'd only done Bega, um, so I think I had done two park runs myself before we set it up here. Um, but I knew a lot about it. Um, but because with Goulburn, you know, country towns, um, it can be, a, it was an hour drive for our for our closest park run. Yeah. So it makes it a little impossible. So uh, like at our launch and the following weeks, the amount of first timers that were here was incredible because no one had been outside Goulburn to go drive an hour to, to do it. Some had, but not many. Well, I think it's a real credit to you though, that, you know, for somebody who hasn't done a lot of park runs at that point, the culture that you've obviously got here is the park run culture. So well done to you both for for that. Thank you. Thank you. And look again, you know, Gary and Denise really ingrained that that culture into us. um, And and that was what it was all about for us was community. We've gotten to know people this year whose names we knew, whose faces we knew. We saw them down the street, but we didn't actually know them. Um, So it's been great to get to actually know a lot more of our Goldman community. And we, you know, our first, I think it was at our launch, we had a 
an older guy come along and he just said, oh, I walk this path every every morning. Uh, and now he, he has the second most PBs out of our whole <laughs> parkrun community for the year. Um, so he's improved himself every week. And from someone who, you know, I'm, I'm not sure of his age, but he used to um, used to walk it. Um, and now he's, he's, he's running it. And wow. like for us, that's what's exciting. It's, it's the community um, aspect of it that's just so exciting for us. So, yeah. Fantastic. Happy birthday. And uh, looking forward to many years for coming to um, Goulburn. Thank you very much, Mark. <laughs> All right, that's uh, Mark out from um, Goulburn. And we'll talk to you next time on uh, Parkrun Adventurers. It's a good thing most of our listeners are based in New South Wales because it's been all about New South Wales this week, Mel. Catching up with Kiralee and now Mark was at the Goulburn anniversary and enjoying all the big things in life. We've got quite a few park runners out there that enjoy the big things when they travel around on their adventures. Have you noticed? I've seen many posts in the tourism group. Really? About, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you come to the sunny coast and you've got to take in the big pineapple, uh, which is just like an icon. But, yes, <laughs> you know, well, you did it when you yeah, were here. I, I, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I wouldn't – well, icon, one way to describe it. Oh, look, it is my spirit fruit. You know how people have spirit animals? Pineapples are my spirit fruit. So, okay. I mean, if I was going to live anywhere – where else could I possibly live but within stone's throw of the big pineapple? But, yeah, you know, I've seen pictures of the big shrimp. Um, I've personally visited the big banana when I went down to Coffs. You know, there's just all the big things. There it should be a big, big thing club. <laughs> I'm sure there will be by <laughs> the end of this episode. Someone will have come up with it. Um, I've been to the Goulburn Park Run. I went there. I did a freedom run there before it even launched. Oh, and we drove past the big marina. Did you stop and take photos? No. <sighs> no. I'm not. No, not really my thing. Even though I went You're to the big You're not big on pineapple. the big things. <laughs> no. <laughs> not really. Not okay. Really. Each to their own, I guess. Yep. Hmm. Speaking of anniversaries, uh, we don't have any launches this week, but we do have a few Annies coming up, lots of them in Queensland, and then, you know, almost an equal amount in Victoria. Okay, let's roll through a couple of them. Dolby in Queensland, Kira in Queensland. Now, Plantation, we've got them listed there, but I don't think they're going to be going ahead. They're no, their chances are they're going to be cancelled, so... Probably that means there's an equal amount of Queensland and Victorian anniversaries. Hoping that all the floodwaters are receding and the cleanup doesn't take too long for all our far north Queensland parkrun friends and family. It's been a bit of a crap time up there. But we've got some anniversaries in New... No, not New South Wales. Queen... No. What? Where, 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 where do you live, Scotty? <laughs> <laughs> so I did the Queensland's one, but I'm saving one, Mel. I'm saving one. You are. So you do the, um, you do the Vic, Vic ones. All right. So there's Darabin and Rosebud and Wyndham Vale all celebrating their Rosebud. anniversaries. We're going to get to Rosebud soon, but there's one that we've left there because if you go back to episode one, Mel. All the way back. Way, 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 144 episodes ago. Very timely when we brought back the ED interview, the very first ED we interviewed was Liv Cube, who was launching Ciramay, or had launched. Had she launched? Um, no, we were talking to her ahead of the launch because, okay. yeah, we recorded in the week leading up to it, I think. Yeah, because she was excited. She had plans. The reason I'm talking about it so profusely is because you and I are going to visit there on Saturday if everything goes to plan. Everything will go to plan. 
what 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 could happen <laughs> throwing the gauntlet out there to the universe don't make things happen we want we want to go to Sarah May on Saturday please we do and it's our anniversary so what better occasion to combine park run with a bit of an adventure and you'll be on my turf Scotty yep now, now meanwhile yeah when, when, when are we going to get to our flashbacks this week, Scott? Now. Right now. now. Here we go. Take us back, Mel. I mentioned um, Rosebud. So there's a little hint for you. This week in the time travel flashback segment, we're going back to December 29 and new, the New Year's Day park runs. Back to 2018 and then the very first day of the new year. Where were you, Scotty, on the 29th of the 12th, 2018? Not a new event, but still a great morning. I visited Gardner's Creek. I am the event ambassador for that event now. So I'm just... Are uh, you? I didn't know you were an ambassador for any of the events. I am. Well, there you go. You're a multitasker. Yep. So Gardner's Creek, it's uh, reasonably local to me, which is handy and great event. But then uh, on... Well, where were you? Let's do... December 29th? Well... Because I've talked about, about Gardner's Creek before. You have, yes. I um, was still working on um, my goals for 2018 on the very last weekend of 2018, uh, the 29th of the 12th, and I got in my 20th different event by the skin of my teeth at Kelvin Grove Park Run, which is another Brizzy event. Um and ironic, well, no, ironically, that's not. It's not really ironic, but in in a lovely case of serendipity, the full Queensland Channel Five News crew was there, and what? not even, yeah, I know, right? Not even pre-planned. Um, oh, Lyndall dropped me a, a message on the Friday night and said, "Hey, you know, I, I think I remember you saying you're going to be somewhere in Brisbane tomorrow. Where you're headed? I might want to work on my P index." And um, I said, well, Kelvin Grove, and she said, that's perfect. I'll see you there. So that was sort of premeditated. But then who do, who else do we see when we pull up to take a park but the wonderful David Moss just wandering down the street. And it's like, well, he must be here for park run too because what are the odds? And he was. And, yeah, completely random if we had realised he was going. Um, he could have got a lift with us. Um, <laughs> and not having to dro- drive his own car. Um, we could have been the chauffeurs for Dave that week. But, yeah, it was lovely to see them. And there were some other adventurers uh, that were travelling around with them that we had breakfast with afterwards, which was really nice. I had actually picked Kelvin Grove that weekend specifically because I thought it was going to grab me my Wilson Index, number 38. Turns out, no. <laughs> I was off by a week somehow. I must have looked at it a few weeks earlier and just miscounted the weeks up. Um, whatever. Yeah, we'll- you were really focused on this, oh. time, aren't you? Well, yeah, you it's know, become you, a slight obsession. You've got to have goals, Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> you've got hey, to have getting, goals. But getting back to that, you 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 were worried about reaching this goal, and you got there. So. Yes, well, that was the only one I was able to redeem uh, for the end of the year last year. So uh, I was happy 
to get there for that 20 and I'm on track for my 15 this year. I think I'm, I'm trying, I'm going out hard at the start of the year to make sure it happens um, and not leave myself in such a, a tight spot come November, December this year. So, um, yeah, but what does SWB stand for? I've been writing acronyms in my... Um, Single white... <laughs> <laughs> barcode, <laughs> single white barcode. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that mean it means something, which has got something to do with something. At um, ah, oh, stopwatch bingo. I got oh, my. F- <laughs> you are obsessed with. I these got challenges. my forty-six second at stopwatch bingo, and you know what? This is funny because you know how you could technically try to manipulate the results by slowing down or speeding up when you get to the end you know if you're really accurate with you think starting your your own timing device with the stopwatch person when they say go well this is what I thought I was doing people might look down on me for manipulating the results and 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 trying really hard to get a stopwatch bingo but damn it you know I I had lots to still get through or that's what it felt like anyway and so I was Desperately, desperately trying to get um, forty-seven seconds, and and so I thought I had got it. I got it on my watch. My my sister-in-law finished a little bit ahead of me, and I literally just sort of walked the last five meters, like in slow motion, to make it get to that time. Because I've got about three or four at that stage um, numbers in like the tens or early teens end of the um, 60 seconds but I only have like one or two right at the very end and I thought 47 I'm pretty sure 47 seconds is one of them and so I got what I thought was 47 seconds no no turns out I didn't need 47 seconds I needed 46 but the stopwatch stopped on 46 anyway so I got what I needed even though I was trying to get a different number (laughs) So the universe was on my side, Scotty. There you go. It was conspiring to Well done. In my favour. Yes. I was very excited. Now did you focus on New Year's Day ticking off any more of these challenges or was New Year's Day just about enjoying two park runs in one day? Uh no, I was aiming for some things, but I want to hear about your New Year's <laughs> New Year's Day first. Okay, well, New Year's Day, so we're at the age now. We're at the age now. You know, this is going to be... I'm talking about... (laughs) Yvonne and I are at the age now where New Year's Eve means absolutely nothing. I think last year we were in um, Sydney and uh, Yvonne and we were in a hotel and Yvonne and I slept, fell fell asleep. Kasha stayed up and watched the fireworks. Um, We went off to Parkrun. This year, none of us even tried to stay awake. We got up nice and early and drove down to the peninsula down here in in Victoria, and we visited Rosebud and Hastings Foreshore. Now, Hastings Foreshore has been around for many years. They were originally called Mornington Peninsula, and they were the second leg of the double, but the first leg was Rosebud, which is a big holiday town. So lots of of Melbournians head down there in the summer, camp along the, the beach, and just do holiday beachy things. And so naturally, there was a big crowd, on New Year's Day, 
great run, nice, nice and flat, out and back, out and back, lots of turns, lots of people running on boardwalks, but you running along the beach, which is always lovely, and then jumped across to Hastings Foreshore, which is also, it's like it's on the other side of the peninsula. So we're going from beach to, I don't know, inlet. There's no beach as such. It's sort of mangroves and swampy bits and can be a bit windy. Um, But the thing about both these events, great community, both these events, and these are events that have been born out of each other. So a lot of the people that were going to Hastings Foreshore when Rosebud started up, that was naturally their closer event. So they've just migrated over there. And so as a coming together, a reunion of old and new park runners that knew each other but hadn't seen each other for a long time. So the breakfast in the cafe afterwards was very joyous. And I was very lucky to spend it with um, our ambassadors down in the area, Nadine and Kieran. It was, it was just lovely. It was just lovely, really. Again, nice community, nice events, hot weather. It was, it was warm. It was warm on New Year's Day down that way. So by the time, by the time the second event was finishing up, it was, it was a little bit uncomfortable. In fact, by the time the second event was starting, it was getting a little bit uncomfortable. And, and I was running with Kasha at the second event. And we just, we what just couldn't do it. What time did the two events start for you in Victoria? I think it was a – geez, I should check this. I think it was a 7 and a 9.30. Wow, two and a half maybe hours sort between of the two. combination. That must be completely wrong because – oh, no, no. Completely wrong. No, it's completely <laughs> wrong. I don't know. <laughs> it was over a month ago. We made it to both and it was hot at both. So – <laughs> but you got it. There you go. That's and all you need to know. Should do. You know, she was that the first time she's ever done both events and a double. No. Oh, okay. She's old no. hat at this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But still, ten k in one day is a lot, and she ran them both. That's right? awesome. From memory, <laughs> again, it was a moment. Well, see, this whole the whole thing that we do with the harps and the flashback is supposed to be like. We were there just this weekend and everything's fresh in our memories. Mm. So there we go, New Year's Day 2019. Yourself? Hey, they were both new events. They were both new events. Which is very important. Yeah, because uh, (laughs) this is is how I, I know that it wasn't off the agenda, the whole competition we've got going on, because you were originally going to do two events that you'd already done and run between the two, which I thought was a dumb idea because that's it's a hot day and why would you run an extra 12 kilometers between two other 5k events but um and then when you found out that I was getting two new ones in you're like oh can't let you get that far ahead of me on the most events list and um yeah yeah no that was because my partner in crime has broken down for that idea and and just it, you're right it was a stupid <laughs> idea. look for those people who enjoy doing that sort of crazy stuff, more power to you. But, yeah, not how I want to be spending my New Year's morning. Um, we had a great one too. We we travelled down to Brisbane to get two more Brizzy events in. This is how I'm so doing so well with the Brisbane thing at the moment because I've just been knocking them off all of December and January pretty much. Um, we started at Palara Park Run. 
And we, we chose this double. I don't know how other people choose their doubles, but I like to choose an event in Queensland that starts at 6.30 because this is the only day of the year where events are allowed to start earlier than 7 a.m. And it makes a big difference to me. It, I mean, obviously it makes a big difference in terms of the heat and everything anyway. Um, it just baffles me to hear that, events in the UK are starting at 10.30 in the morning for their doubles. I'm like, but 10.30, that's that's half the day's gone. It, you couldn't do it in Queensland, certainly, not with the temperatures we have here. Anyway, uh, I digress. The um, Yeah, Polaris started at 6.30 and the, there was a lot more of a comfortable – you could do this double with Forest Lakes and another event that started at 7 a.m. It, it is feasible and it's safe enough to travel the distance between the two. But I'm not going fast at Parkrun at the moment and I do like to um, beat as much of the heat as possible because just like you guys had in Melbourne, we had a bit of a scorcher and it always seems to be a scorcher on New Year's Day. Plus, bonus. Starting at 6.30 means that I finish at a parkrun time, not unlike on a normal week when somebody would finish in 25 minutes. So that's always a bit of a novelty. It's a novelty I get to experience once a year, finishing parkrun at 7.20 or 7.25 because I would never finish at 7.25 on any other week. Um, So it's nice to feel what that feels like for other people. (laughs) And... We did it with my family as well, my extended family, my brother and sister-in-law and their two kids, uh, my niece and nephew, Rowan and Lani. And this was their first double, their first doing, like they've participated in the last few years just doing one event. Um, They're a little bit younger than Kasha, but this was the very first year that they ran or walked both events and did 10k um so they've been getting up to heaps of adventures at the same time as well and that was great it was awesome I think that was probably the highlight um not to mention the fact that the ugly Christmas singlets came out again as they do I didn't wear mine on the 29th I should have mentioned but Linda wore hers so that was good to see or did I wear mine no I didn't no I didn't um but I definitely got it back out for New Year's Day because what better way to start the new year than with an ugly Christmas singlet. So that was cool too. We got lots of compliments once again for the singlets, people asking us where we got them and how they could get them. Sorry, people. Um, yeah, but beautiful course. The second event we went to was Forest Lake, which started at – they must have started at 8 which is about as late as I could possibly start as well in Queensland. I wouldn't want to start any later than that. And um, fortunately, it was a really lovely shady course, which really helped. And both events had, I think, course attendance records. It was just insane. And for Forest Lake in particular, you know, on a normal week, they, um, I'm not sure what the average is exactly, but it prior to um, the end of last year, you know, they were getting 70 on um, most weeks, uh, New Year's Day, they got 500, which just obliterated. 
That's yeah, a big bump. it just obliterated yeah. their their course record. Since then, like the, this year so far, like the last six weeks we've had, they've been up in the 120s, 150s, uh, which is nice to see. So hopefully a whole bunch of those people who went for the first time at the double, you know, were, were people who were like, oh, I want to try out this parkrun thing and, and it's local to them and they're sticking around. So that's really great to see. But the team were incredible. They just managed it like it was a, an every week thing. I, I was so impressed and I'm always impressed when the volunteers um, can cope with that kind of difference because that is, you know, if you've got 70 parkrunners on normal week, you, you have like one barcode scanner. But to, to be able to cope with the numbers coming through and even for a, a, a timekeeper to cope with just the volume of people crossing the finish line, it's just incredible. And our results were bang on, you know, there was the, you couldn't fault them. So that was very incredible. And then you've got Pilar as well, where we started at. On the 29th of December, they had 26 participants. Um, their average, which has probably been bumped up quite a lot, their average is 33, uh, 33 runners, and they had 318 on New Year's Day. Look at you go with the stats. One thing we've liked about Mark and his roving reports is his, the way he's introduced the stats into it, but uh, look at you. He's obviously had an influence on you. <laughs> well, you know, I, you, I just want to give credit where it's due. The team's handled it. Like, it's one thing to get up early on a public holiday and go for a run, which I indulge myself every year. I don't volunteer on New Year's Day. It's it's kind of my guilty, selfish indulgence to go and just participate. But there are volunteer event teams out there that are putting it on for everybody else to do. And to be able to do that and to do it so beyond what is normal and expected of their normal weeks is just incredible. So thank you. I want to say thank you to both teams at Polara and Forest Lakes for a wonderful morning. Best possible way to start the new year. Um, had such a great time. Family, new friends. It was it was awesome and they did a great job. And also, you know, all the event teams, there were so many records fell that morning. It's just insane. So yeah, great job, guys. It was a big morning. It was a big morning. So that was... Week two of our flashback time travel series. Tune in next week, Mel. What are we doing next week? It's January the 5th or something like that? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Can't wait. <laughs> now, so that, that's going to wrap up our episode this week. I want to mention, I, I really wanted to bring back the Poem Zone. And um, we had an entry from Eden at uh, Roosevelt Island. Mel's Bandit. So. I have Bandit. You banned it. You banned it. Just like I, I wouldn't allow people to reorder. But I have not banned uh, yeah, Eden's poem from Roosevelt Island. Okay. Well, this is this this has been a long outro in the end, so we're going to bump it. And um, who knows? The poem zone may still come back. But if it never does, thanks, thanks, guys, um, for your entry. That 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 came in over the Christmas period, and I didn't want to let it go by without mentioning it, that the Poem Zone is still alive and well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. But thanks, thanks, Mel. Thanks for episode 145. Catch you next week. 
For 146. Yeah, where we will both know where we park ran together. So that could be an interesting episode. 